You're listening to Smart to Death Radio. The wait for live pro wrestling is over, and the fight for our first responders has just begun. Saturday, July 11th, Synergy Pro Wrestling and Wrestling News World team up to bring you a massive benefit live pro wrestling event for the first responders live on fight tv the greatest rivalry in independent wrestling continues as alex zane meets blake christian in a 30 minute iron man main event match two qualifying matches for the prestigious garden state invitational tournament will go down as former wwn champion jd drake meets the unpredictable tony deppin and the ace of space lsg collides with the clout cutter jordan Oliver, Synergy Champion Frightmare, and the former Amasis Deshaun Pratt meet in a very unconventional fashion. It's a Frightmare on Pratt Street. Plus, Brandon Kirk, MV Young, Matt McIntosh, and the rest of your Synergy favorites. It all happens to benefit our first responders live streaming on Fight TV July 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern. For more information, log on to SynergyWrestling.com or visit Wrestling News World. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen Alicia Toot here, and you are currently listening to and obviously enjoying Queen's Court. Welcome to this week's episode of Queen's Court with your girl, the Queen of Any, on Smart to Death Radio. It's July, which is something that I never thought would get here, but here we are. <laughs> we made it to July of 2020. Uh, it has been several months of just wow, is the best way that I can put it. But I'm so happy to be here today with two ladies who I admire so very much from both wrestling Twitter life as well as podcasting life and, you know, our personal friendships as well. I'm so happy to bring them here for our conversation today. Uh, Firstly, I have the Phoenix herself coming back to the castle, Miss Amy, who, of course, is all over your wrestling Twitter, uh, TL, the timeline, if you will, and, of course, um, a wonderful, wonderful part of something she created with Andy Russelljoy. Hello, Amy. How are you? Hello. I'm doing wonderful. It is so good to be back in the castle with the queen. (laughs) We're happy to have you. Thank you for returning. (laughs) And, of course, you heard her voice last week, and I brought her back again because, well, I just had to. And that, of course, is Miss Ashley from Dojo and Dynamite. Hello, Ashley. Hi, Queenie, and hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. It's always an honor. Oh, it's my pleasure to have you both. Um, and I, when I decided to kind of think on this topic, which I'm going to introduce in a second, um, you two were the people that I went to right away. And I said, oh, gosh, I, I, I would love to have your mind and opinions and thoughts on this. So for everybody listening, you know, kind of in light of all the recent events, not only in, in the wrestling world, but kind of the wider world, um, I was looking for ways to sort of utilize my platform, small as it is, to kind of create an open, honest, and meaningful conversations, even if they are 
difficult. Um, I, I'm not in the wrestling business. We all know this. I'm just here to talk and have a good time. But as a content creator, when everything happened with the speaking out movement and, of course, Black Lives Matter as well going on, I thought to myself, my goodness, I, I feel really strongly that I want to do something. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but something. So I said, okay, how can I start? What should I do? And I thought, what better way than to kick this off with a small panel of ladies who, who I hold in such high regard um, to kind of talk about a specific set of topics, something that was kind of bothering me and, and really kind of drove my food for thought in creating this. So what I thought of was, how can we as fans and content creators, as all three of us are, continue to support the sport that we love wrestling, okay, even though there's there's such trauma and difficulties within it. And, and further than that, what actions can we take to promote meaningful change within the industry that we love, even, you know, there's in the, in the face of opposition, if you will, from others. So I kind of thought about this question or these questions, plural, I should say, and I thought it would be really meaningful for us three ladies to start having a conversation about what we can do and what we think about everything that's been happening. So I kind of thought, all right, what if we each brought some ideas or some thoughts or whatever it might be to the table and, and have a conversation between the three of us about that topic that I stated above. So it means a lot to me and I know it means a lot to us three to be a part of this wrestling Twitter and wrestling podcasting community and as you know just regular old fans right regular fans of wrestling that uh, you know it's going through it right now and just the last few weeks have just been eye-opening and heartbreaking um, but there's something that we sh we can do I, I feel that and so I, I want to kick it off to you guys Amy uh, if I could kick it to you to start what was something that kind of popped into your brain as this all kind of was going on uh, regarding, you know, what, what can we do? Well, the first thing was, you know, dealing with the emotional shock and mm. fallout of all of this, because, you know, we, we love wrestling. We're here because we, we love watching it. We love talking about it. We love going to shows. We all have our favorite wrestlers. And it was horrible seeing some of our favorite wrestlers like caught up in this and thinking about, they're the victims that, you know, have been traumatized by them. And that was really awful. So at first it was just really challenging to even look at this and be like, can I love wrestling? Still? Right. <laughs> you know, especially because as women, like we all have so much experience with some form of this by and large, just by statistics. Um, the amount of women that we know and, and talk to, there's a shared knowledge of of what this sort of thing means and what that feels like and that's really hard to contend with um so the first thing with supporting wrestling in general i know for me i looked kind of like a lifeline to somebody that was doing something good <laughs> in yeah. all of this somebody who could make me feel good to support them and you know the first few days I had my eyes on AEW for instance because you know when, when you love something this much it means a lot to know that they're going to stand by what they've built you know this identity of being inclusive and supportive and so I was really curious to see how they were going to handle this so it made me feel good to know that that for this example that they were taking proactive plans that were dealing with the root of their issues with Jimmy Havoc and with Sammy Guevara 
and that they were going to address it in a productive, proactive way that would be carrying something on farther than just suspending someone or terminating a contract, something that was legitimately going to help them and help the people around them. So for me, looking at promotions who are who are taking actions that are louder than the words that they speak is what matters the most to me to still be able to continue to support them and watch them and feel good about that. Yeah, because you know, what's interesting is the point that you bring up about not just saying, hey, we don't agree with this, we don't stand for this, and we're done, but more a, okay, here's what we're going to actually do about it, right? We always hear that phrase, actions speak louder than words, and that's so true, especially in this situation. Anybody can come out and say, I'm against this, this is wrong, which, great, you should continue to speak up. That's a great thing. But I think you have to take it that one step further. What are you going to do to make this right or to make that person whole or to make, you know, a positive step in a good direction? And I feel like, you know, the fact that they make these statements and say, okay, we're going to, you know, come out with Jimmy Havoc. We're going to have a conversation about his status with the company after uh, we do this with him and Sammy Guevara. We're going to suspend him. We're going to take his salary and give it towards uh, this charity organization, right? So there is a, a step further than just saying, this is what we're uncomfortable with. This is what we will not tolerate. So there is uh, definitely forward movement with AEW. Um, Ashley, I'm curious as to your thoughts about that. Well, sort of tying in with what Amy said, I actually have a tweet here that I... Um... I retweeted and I screenshotted from Sunny Kiss that I thought was really important, um, more so in regards to like inappropriate or insensitive comments that can be made, like such as with the Sammy Guevara instance. Mm. Sammy said, or I'm sorry, Sunny said, this was back on June 3rd. Sunny tweets, this app is exhausting to be honest, but I will say, let's try educating some people before canceling them entirely. The mission is to get through to them so that. The mission is to get through to them so that they understand clear and can change their perspectives. Only cancel those who don't want to be educated. Allow room for change. Now, hmm. obviously, there's certain instances that are inexcusable and inappropriate, like with what we've seen with the speaking out movement. But I think in an instance with Sammy, where the comment itself was not acceptable, that's never appropriate to say. But let's you know have these conversations as to why it's inappropriate and why your words or his words or her words can impact people in a way that you may not necessarily think. And from there, you know, people m make mistakes. We we have to allow room for growth in certain instances. And I, I like what AEW is doing with not only addressing the problem, but also trying to help the individuals involved instead of just kind of cutting ties and letting them go on their own if that makes sense. It does. It really does. And I, and I think that it speaks volumes to the fact that we understand. And I feel like us as fans, not just of wrestling, but I feel like fans of, of celebrities and artists and musicians and, and everything um, are very quick to, to jump. There's that whole cancel culture, as the kids say. But it's right. very true, right? The power of the internet is when things come out, um, you know, there tends to be this herd mentality of let's jump on this. And in some cases, that's completely justified because the behavior is inexcusable and that's the end. Right. But to your point about what Sunny says here, I think it's super important to remember that we're people. We're all human. Right. Everybody who's wrestling on that stage, whether it be AEW or GCW Backyard Wrestling, they're all people. Right. We're all human. And everybody, everyone 
has faults. Everyone says things they don't mean. Everyone says things that are hurtful, hateful, uh, and unawful sometimes. But the point of what Sonny was getting at in that tweet, which is excellent, I'm glad you brought that up, is, okay, so now that we uh, understand what was said, now let's educate that person of why that is wrong. And if they're willing to change and they're willing to demonstrate that change through continued uh, actions uh, to kind of combat what they did say, then that's the thing that we should be focusing on as opposed to just writing them off completely. That ending statement, I think, is so powerful to uh, let's not... You know, let's give them an opportunity rather to to change and move forward as opposed to just saying no. If they don't want to be educated, that's a totally different conversation. If they're not willing to change and, and you know, take accountability, then that's different. Right. So I, I love that idea. And Amy, I was wondering, what were your reaction to kind of Sonny's words there? Oh, I agree entirely. I think, you know, everybody has room to grow. Everybody deserves the right to grow. I mean, if we, even if we think about how we were as teenagers, compared oh to where we are now, right? Like we always say right. we're so grateful social media wasn't around when we were teenagers. There's <laughs> so a true. reason for that. People deserve an, an opportunity to, for self-reflection and, you know, to listen to people around them and understand how their words may have an impact on other people or how their actions may have an impact on other people. And if they are willing to do that and willing to grow as human beings, I think they deserve, you know, that chance to move forward. I think that Sammy Guevara in this particular instance, you know, he's going to be undergoing sensitivity training. He, his salary is being donated to a women's charity. He mm -hmm. personally and privately and publicly addressed it with Sasha Banks. And I think that that shows that he legitimately cares enough to grow and move forward. And I think that that is something that should be rewarded. If we think about positive reinforcement, we want people to be you know, rewarded with, with understanding if they're willing to grow as you know, a contrast to people who aren't. Yeah, absolutely, like discard them, write them off, whatever. But you, you want to reward the people who are doing the things that we want to see come out of this. We want to see people changing and growing and becoming more empathetic and becoming kinder to each other and respecting other people as equals and as peers. So I think that that does deserve a reward of um, understanding that. It, it really does. There are so many opportunities that we're given in life to self-reflect and take that moment or moments, plural, right? We make mistakes and we'll continue to do. <laughs> I always say that to my Mr. Queen. I always say, well, I made a mistake yesterday. I'll probably make one tomorrow, but here we are, right? <laughs> and it, and it's, it's that accountability and willingness to say, you know what, as difficult as this is, as difficult as it is for the mistake that I made and the guilt that I feel, right? Me, me personally, right? I have to stop, wait, think about it, reflect on it, and, and give a sincere apology for that and know, and know in my heart that I did the wrong thing, right? And then from there, moving forward, my actions have to continually back up that I have really taken that consideration and change. And I feel like that is something um, that needs to be celebrated. You said positive reinforcement. I think that's such a big deal to know that you have, um, you know, done your, your accountability, learned your lesson, and now are making positive steps uh, in 
your life to move forward, to move, not move on. I, I don't like the, the term moving on. Yeah, we could put it behind us, right? But that sometimes the moving on term, I feels like we forget about it. I don't think you need to forget about it. I don't think it needs to be brought up time and time again, but I think you need to have that with you and continue to remember as we move forward um, that this was something that was done and you're not going to do that again. And that to me is a sign of real true change that you know that, hey, I made a mistake and now let's move forward with that. But I also think, too, that in, in the culture that, that we're seeing here uh, online, um, these brave people came out to tell their stories. And, and sometimes, you know, the, the general I'm sorry isn't enough, right? And I think that another thing that I've noticed, at least, especially on the Internet, um, you know, when these women and men who came forward to bravely speak out about incidents that happened in their life, you know, there's a lot of casting doubt on that. And there's a lot of, well, that's not my experience with X wrestler, or that's not my experience with that promoter, or that's not my experience with that. It's a lot of invalidation. And I think a, lot, a large part of the conversation that needs to happen is the acknowledgement that these things happened and what we can do as a whole and, and our small part as fans to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Uh, I think we have to stop kind of idolizing these people. Yeah, they're cool. And yeah, they're famous. And yeah, they're celebrity in some kind of way, right? And that's awesome. But they're still people. So like, we have to hold them accountable and continue to do so. So like for content creation, I was thinking about this. And, and when I wanted to bring it to you guys, I feel like it's kind of part of our responsibility to continue to um, acknowledge and damn the people that did not do or that did the wrong thing, right? To say, I, I condemn this. I do not think that this is correct. And continue to highlight that this was a wrongdoing and continuing to focus on things that can be helpful. So that was kind of the first thing that came to my brain when I was thinking about what we can do content creative wise, it's like, well, we can just say this is wrong <laughs> because when a lot of people continue to speak out and speak up, I think that can be the real wave and avenue of change. And I was wondering actually what you think about that. I definitely agree. Um, like you said, no matter how big or small our platforms, when we have listeners, there's an opportunity for us to um, spread the word on our own, whether it's from personal experience or just, kind of using it as a way to share someone else's voice and I definitely think no matter how cool these people are on TV no matter how great they are and and whatnot like you said wrong is wrong wrong two two wrongs don't make a right you know there's no way to to kind of justify that um so I think just using our platforms in any way that we can to just kind of address the circumstance even if it's just saying you know something as I hear you just right you know just acknowledging that it happened don't ignore what's going on just because you don't talk about it doesn't mean it's not there so i think just starting to have these open conversations even if it's something small like you said it's it's a way to kind of uh, gain steam and hopefully make changes for the better yeah, and I think it's it's kind of creating that positive, open space to bring these type of difficult conversations to the forefront. Um, you know, it's kind of, I don't want to say normalizing bad things. It's, it's not that. It's more normalizing that, yes, we can have a difficult conversation, and yes, we may disagree, but it's in the hopes of fostering positive change. Amy, what did you think about that? Well, I think that um, giving people who are making that positive change 
that platform and whatever our platforms are using that to signal boost people who are making a difference is Mm. really important because I think that part of the backlash is that people get overwhelmed with a sense of frustration like their heroes have fallen and the wrestling world is crashing down and how do I love wrestling? Oh my God, I'm so angry. Here's the one person I can lash out at because it's the source of my problem. And of course it's misdirected frustration because the victim is not at fault for the person being a perpetrator. That's not their fault. But I think that when people are overwhelmed with their frustrations and they don't know how to handle those emotions, that becomes an easy target. So for me, My first thing is, okay, well, uh, so for instance, with this week or that week when when all of this started happening, we had to go through all of our articles that we had just put out. So we just started WrestleJoy. And so we pulled two articles that featured people who had been caught up in the speaking out movement. And then we have this list that I had to go through and name check everybody (laughs) in in the articles to make sure that we weren't giving a platform to somebody who didn't deserve it by their actions. Conversely, though, I'm looking at, you know, what Thunder Rosa right now is doing. She's built Mission Pro Wrestling. They're going to have their first show on September 18th. And Mission Pro Wrestling is an all-women's wrestling organization that Thunder Rosa created directly as a response to the Speaking Out movement. So giving that a platform, I think, is a good idea. Looking at what Pete Dune and Sierra Loxton are doing Mm. in the British wrestling scene, And, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces to that. So there's not going to be necessarily a bullet point layout just yet. But following them, because they're all working together to cultivate a better environment in the British wrestling scene with regards to what happened from speaking out. So following that and talking about that, I think giving people hope that there's people out there who are doing something productive to help. You know, like Mr. Rogers always says, look for the helpers whenever there's a crisis. (laughs) That's right. That's what I want to do. I want to look for the helpers because, yes, this sucks. And, yes, it's horrible. And, yes, it's traumatizing. But I need to know where we go from there. And so what I want to do is look at what are people doing to take us up from this? Because this can't be the reality of what people normally exist in anymore. We know about it. It's too late. So we have to see what people are doing to take us out of that and to treat each other better and follow that and elevate that. Oh, you're well, so right. S- oh, Go sorry. Ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just agreeing. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, to kind of spin off of that, I think this is what AEW Heels could yes. kind of provide for all of us. Like, you know, Queenie, last, last time we talked, we discussed the heel section. And imagine that, if that actually comes to fruition, that's not only giving us a community to interact with one another but it's providing a safe space for women at these shows where maybe we can arrange like uh, a carpool or some sort of get together where like a buddy system of sorts in, in a way where women can go to these shows not um you know if they have no one to go with it's not that they're alone but y- you have like a sisterhood where we can kind of look out for each other and it's a start i feel like it's a, this platform is kind of a start to get us all um trending in another positive direction too 
Yeah, and I'm so glad you brought that up because I was thinking about uh, – it's unprecedented, right? There's no wrestling company out there that's saying, hey, this is something we're looking to do. All ladies section where you can come and hang out with other women who love wrestling. Like, it's never been done before. It's unbelievable. As we talked about on that episode, Ashley, I said, it's like right. AEW's <laughs> thing. They're just, like, doing all these new awesome things uh, that, you know, like, why didn't we think of that? That's so smart, <laughs> you know? And then I see a lot lot of ladies who, who go to a lot of the indie wrestling scene um, talking about, you know, hey, I'm at always at blah, blah, blah's shows, right? You can come find me. Like, if you need somebody, I'm there. I see a lot of indie wrestlers doing the same thing. Like, hey, if you ever feel unsafe, come hang out at the signing booth and, like, just chill and everything's going to be okay. You know, like, we got you. And and the same for, like, that, that sisterhood of um, uh, fans. Like, you know, I always go to GCW shows. Y'all want to come hang out with me because you don't feel safe? Come on, come hang out. <laughs> I got your back. I think that that is the thing uh, that's such a positive um, a model of what we can do. It's, some, it's a small thing that we as fans can do. Um, starting the, the AW Heels Facebook group or Women in Wrestling uh, Facebook groups or Discords or, or anything of that nature we, where we can coordinate together. Um, if you wanted to do that, if you wanted to sit with somebody at a show or, hey, I'm going by myself or you know, whatever. And someone can say, Oh, I'm bringing like five of my girlfriends. You can come say hi. You know, it, it just giving that, that sense of, of camaraderie, I think is something that we as, as fans uh, definitely can do to just create a, a better uh, overall experience. Um, you know, just in case it's needed. And and I'm hoping over time, it's something that won't be as needed, but we get to do it anyway, because it's so fun. Like who doesn't want to hang out with all their friends at a wrestling exactly. show? You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I'm not trying to say that guys aren't included. They totally are. I'm just saying in general, you know, sometimes um, it's hard for us ladies. We go to shows and there, there aren't a lot of us there. Right. So it's, it's just nice to know. And I know, Amy, you're a big proponent of AEW heels as well. I, I think that's creates such a great opportunity. Oh, I think so too. I love that. Cause I'm a big proponent of the girl code. When, yeah. you know, when you see somebody who looks uncomfortable or they're talking with somebody and looks like, you know, they're, they're just uncomfortable, <laughs> like you just know, you know, so you walk up, you're like, mm -hmm. hey, how are you? You pretend you're best buddies and then you become friends and you kind of, you know, uh, mitigate that. But I love that this is just, you know, kind of preventing any of that from the outset, just in inviting a positive warm buddy system experience maybe not even born from safety but just so that you don't have to feel awkward being by yourself yeah <laughs> yeah for sure you know that anxiety is real like I went to Starcast in Vegas and my husband was in Germany he wasn't going to fly until the next day so I was all by myself totally overwhelmed and I was like oh my gosh so then I messaged Anthony from Smart to Death. And I was like, hey, you're here. I'm by myself. You're by yourself. Let's hang out. <laughs> and so we did. We had a great time. And that broke the ice to make the rest of that day so much more fun because you instantly had a friend. So I love that with AEW Heels specifically, that that's already something that can inherently exist. Just because everyone feels like we've all bonded together. We've gotten to know each other. And we, it's all built off of this inclusive, safe space environment. But, you know, when it goes to indie shows, too, like connecting with friends on Twitter, that's going to make it a lot easier to say, hey, I'm going by my show, by myself to the show. You know, does anybody want to meet up? And then you already have people that you know because you've talked with them on Twitter or you've seen their ads or whatever. And you already have a sort of friend that you can hang out with that day. I love that idea. 
I think that that's great. And, you know, and it's like, you know, we're not in the business. So the fan aspect is so important, right? The, there's times where these wrestlers go into shows and there's five people there. And there's times where you go and there's 10,000 people there, right? So the, the fans add something, whether big or small. And it doesn't matter if it's indie or all the way up to WWE. Having fans there is such an integral part of what they're doing. It's hard. It's yeah, it's a sport, but it's performance. It's telling a story in a lot of different ways. And, and the fan interaction, um, especially with you know indies, I feel is so vitally important. So our role <clears throat> is to is to make as safe for uh, the people who are attending as best as we can. But also like you know to respect the wrestlers that are there as well. You know, there's a lot of, of conversation that's going on about, um, you know, from wrestlers coming out and saying, can we talk about some of these fans, <laughs> right? Because it's not just wrestlers that need to be kept in check. Right. It's fans too. Yeah. And that's another thing that I think is super, super important that we should talk about. It's like one of the other first things that came to my brain of thinking about this is, you know, we need to respect them. They, they don't know you. <laughs> you don't know them. You know their personality uh, if you've seen them at several shows or if you watch them on TV. But, you know, you, like you would to anybody, uh, you, you have to keep that uh, social distance. Ha ha. There you go. <laughs> Little COVID <laughs> pun. I'm trying to laugh because otherwise <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's this fan <clears throat> base we're so passionate about wrestling, but we have to be very careful to, to recognize that they have boundaries and, and we need to respect that as well. I don't know if you had anything you wanted to add on that, Ashley. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, I think social media has made like interactions with the wrestlers so accessible, especially with AEW. Like you can just reach out to, anyone I feel like and that's super cool because it's more intimate and it helps build connection but there is definitely a line respect is a two-way street um I you know as we support the wrestlers so there is a level of respect that I think should be paid to us in a sense but we absolutely have to be respecting them back there there is a balance and um people need to be careful to not cross that line and just you know admire them as as the talents that we see them on television yeah i think it needs to be more from an admiring standpoint standpoint than like you know the dreaded stan word you know yes exactly a little little much (laughs) amy what do you think like they're people they have families they have real lives maybe they have thoughts that don't align with with their characters on the screen like they are their own individual person. And it doesn't matter how long we've been watching, you know, Kenny Omega or, you know, Kota Ibushi or Tanahashi or whoever. It doesn't matter how long we've been following their careers. We've been following their character that's fighting in tights in a ring <laughs> with fans. Yes. Like, that's their character. And we love it. It's a lot of fun. We can admire them, but we don't own them. We are not entitled to anything from them beyond that mutual respect that comes from fans clamoring for wrestlers in, you know, a show. And that is a beautiful, important symbiotic relationship, but that doesn't extend anywhere outside of that. You know, like when you see people uh, mailing letters to someone's house and then oh, they're God. wondering how they got their address or people getting upset because Alexa Bliss is dating somebody, you know, that's, not healthy behavior. And I think that when it comes to fans 
stands mm-hmm. people. We need to realize that whether it's from a fan to a wrestler or a wrestler to a fan, there are boundaries and there's no sense of entitlement to another human being. A wrestler is not entitled to a young fan. A fan who's been following a wrestler's career for decades is not entitled to that person. We have to recognize that we're people and we deserve respect, privacy, boundaries, and friendship. I think that's something right there that's missing. <laughs> and it, and there's a lot of it. Don't get me wrong. There is. But there is a pocket where that just does not exist. And I feel like if we really were to foster that message on a wider scale, whether that through, be through our podcasts or our, our writing that we do in journalism or whatever, our conversations on Twitter, whenever you're adding somebody, it, I always, you know, take this uh, – idea in my brain when I'm putting something out there I'm like hmm would my mom like me to write that <laughs> for should sure I, should, should I do that yes <laughs> am, am I gonna like myself later if I write that down probably not <laughs> you ever heard of like this saying where you're really mad at somebody so like you write open a google document or whatever and you just type out all the angry stuff but you don't send it that's why you don't put it in an email <laughs> exactly <laughs> We all have emotions and we all say stupid stuff, but like we can prevent ourselves from doing things if we just take a chill pill sometimes. I like thinking about it like if I see this out of context, is it going to make me feel good? Am I going to be proud of this statement? Yeah, you know, I'm going to be proud of going, dude, that was awesome. This match is great. I'm so happy for you. I'm always going to be proud of those statements. Am I going to be proud of something that's like obsessive? No, probably not. You know, if 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 I had a friend and she had somebody who was saying those kinds of comments to her, what would my advice be to my friend? Block it out. Do I want to be a person who gets blocked out because they're creepy? No, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. And there's a line too, right? Because you can be tongue in cheek and funny. And and that's fine. But then there's that you just hop over a little bit further and you're just like, oh, no. Yeah, hate. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't like that. <laughs> but I think that's a huge responsibility, right? Especially for us who are uh, content creators and we put our voices out there. Sometimes our faces out there, you know, you're representing yourself and your and your own personal brand, but also like you're representing wrestling fandom in a, in a way, right? Because your experience as a fan with let's say you're going up to do a meet and greet with a wrestler i mean they they might not remember you per se you'll remember that interaction more than they will they meet thousands of people but you know a creepy interaction you might want to stay away from that i just don't think it's responsible so i just feel like you're right we need to take a step back people need to understand boundaries and respect and you know even with other fans as well you know just because there's people who like other things than you doesn't make them better or wrong or whatever just makes them different and I feel like if we had a little more tolerance it would be a lot better in so many regards that's all it is 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 just tolerance and embracing differences and it sounds so simple in theory Um, (laughs) just you know we don't want anyone to be the same that's boring but it's it's simple in theory but I think social media is as great as it is it can be dangerous sometimes because you're behind a computer screen and you can you can say and do whatever you want because what's the backlash obviously there there is but you just have this sense of anonymity I feel like 
being behind the computer and that's where things can get toxic. Oh, sure. It, it gives people a, a sense of, of courage in a lot of ways. You know, they can't find me. I'm just a, a bot on a screen. <laughs> right. <laughs> you exactly. Know? But I feel like as a whole, uh, us as content creators and fans, I think everyone who participates in wrestling, Twitter and podcasting or journalism or, or whatever, discords, doesn't matter, whatever it is, I think we need to all recognize um, if we just put a little bit more kindness and just sprinkle that stuff like streamers at a beautiful little wrestling show, I think we'd feel much happier with the product and the people that we have surrounding it. You know, I think it's a good line of balancing that positivity, but also keeping that firm stance of what is wrong is wrong. And we will not as fans, <clears throat> excuse me, and people who talk about wrestling in whatever format will not allow. So I, I think you have to have both. I agree. I yeah, completely I agree. I think we have a responsibility as wrestling mm -hmm. fans to create the environment that we wanted to see after um, Hannah Kimura's death, which was mm. incredibly tragic. I think that shook the foundations of wrestling Twitter, the wrestling community. Yes. And I think that, you know, with speaking out coming out um, within the last month as well, it's really important that we take a look at ourselves and we see how we interact with each other. We see how we treat each other in person and online. And, you know, I, I always try to go by the treat others as you would like to be treated, the golden rule. But the reality is, is that like, if you want a world that is welcoming to wrestling fans, if you want somebody to watch the show that you like, if you want to introduce somebody to something new, You've got to do it with happiness. You've got to do right. it with excitement. Nobody's going to go, oh, dude, that that person, they talked so much smack about AEW. That's so cool. I'm totally going to watch their show now. You know, like nobody's <laughs> going to do that. You talk right. about the thing that you like in a genuine and sincere way. And then people are going to talk, you know, check it out. I checked out GCW because the environment that people have as fans, it feels like a really tight knit, intimate family. And I love that feeling. So I was like, oh man, I want to see this. Even though I hate death matches, <laughs> I want to see this. <laughs> you know, and it's it's that sort of thing that like, you've got to create the world that you want to see. If you're constantly complaining about this brand's fans or this brand's fans or whatever, be the change that you want to see out there. Talk about something with your own genuine happiness instead of disparaging someone or something else. Unless they deserve it. You know, if we're talking about speaking out, that's different. But if right, you're just like, engaged in tribalism or, or, you know, these petty kind of pot shots, is that really going to elevate the discourse to something that you want to participate in? Do the thing that makes it that situation that you want to be in that you're happy in. Yeah, and I think that's that speaks to a thing that we can do. This is something within our control that we can do on our own platforms, on our own Twitter handles, on our own Instagrams to say, okay, I don't necessarily like everything that Monday Night Raw is giving me right now, but I don't need to bash it. I can constructively give criticism. I can say what I don't like as well as what I do like, and that's fine. There's ways to do that if there's something that you're not happy with or you don't support or you don't like, and you can do that in a constructive way. But I also think, to your point, speaking positively about wrestling, 
with being realistic, right, but still being positive about it creates a more welcoming open space. You're exactly correct. If all you're doing is yelling about how you hate X, Y, Z, well, then I'm not going to really be interested in what you have to say. Uh, if you want to give me something constructive to read, I'll definitely read it because I like to learn about differing opinions. I like to see things from a different perspective. So that's all good. But if I see something like, hey, you should really check out XYZ promotion. I really think that you should and you would like this. Uh, there's a thing going on on Twitter today for Tony Deppin. It's Deppin Day. Hashtag Deppin Day. And right now it's celebrating Tony Deppin. And I saw someone going, I didn't know idea who this guy was. But I saw him all over my Twitter feed and everybody seems to love him. So now I'm going to go watch some matches. That's the kind of stuff I love to see. I mean, what's better exactly. than that? Exactly. Exactly. I did the same thing with Dan House and everybody was talking about Dan House. Yeah. Everybody changed their names to whatever house. And I was yeah. like, what is this? And then you find out and you're like, oh, and it's because people are excited and they're talking about it. If you have excitement, that passion that brings you here as a wrestling fan and you share that, that is going to elevate the discourse and bring far more people into what you're excited about than just slamming something else. Yeah, and I also think it has to do with the response to that, too. Even if it's something that you may not like and you check it out, then you could say, you know what, that's not really for me, but thanks for sharing. Ashley, what do you think? I think I, I agree with everything you, you ladies are saying. You know, energy is contagious, so let's mm -hmm. promote the positivity that we want. If you're going to breed negativity, you're just going to keep bringing that in and it just what does that accomplish at the end of the day like on our on our podcast you know we're primarily dynamite and new japan focused AEW and, and new japan focused rich and i are not the biggest fans of wwe uh we don't talk about it because we don't really have much to say that would contribute to any sort of intelligent or beneficial conversation you know i from the get-go i did not want to make that really any part of our focus because I, I didn't want any sort of unnecessary negativity to be coming out of our platform. And I think just being more mindful of how you carry yourself and what you choose to say, whether you agree or disagree, it's fine to have differences like we talked about, but just carrying in a more positive manner, it can just breed better things for all of us. Yeah, it can create such a, a great space for constructive, good, even if it's difficult, discourse. And and that's, I think, paramount. You know, we, we all don't like things, and that's okay. And sometimes you need to talk about that, and I think that that's okay and valid to do. But you don't need to go on a consistent negative spree. If, if it's that not enjoyable for you, then maybe take a step back from it. That's I mean, my whole journey with wrestling is is that exact thing. You know, mm -hmm. this this year especially, I kind of pulled back from WWE. It's just not something I want to watch weekly. And, it, and it's not like a, a knock on them. It's just I'm not interested right now. I love New Japan. I love AEW. I love GCW. I love Synergy. That's where I'm at just personally right now. But I don't need to go on every single week or every single day and bash everything all the time. Negativity has its point and its purpose but it doesn't need to be continual and i feel like us as a fan base and a content creator base can do better with that absolutely offering criticisms when you know you, you have a point that you're trying to make you know hey if we do it this way this could be better in the long run i i criticisms i think are warranted when you have and and an end game in mind but don't like just sit there and nitpick i feel like because you don't like it, it, it right does that make sense i think it does I think it really does. Amy? 
Oh yeah, for sure. You know, like, Oh, it would have been awesome if they would have done this. That would have been so cool. That's a great way of saying that you didn't enjoy something. (laughs) And here's something that you would have liked to see instead. Um, You know, obviously we're not always going to have ideas of things that we would like to see in lieu of something, but yeah, I mean, just talking about the things that you like, that's, that's, that's awesome. And you know, like with your dojo and dynamite, like you love new Japan, you love dynamite after this, I'm going to go watch your show because I'm like, Hey, I'm listening to you. And I'm like, I love those things too. I want to go hear it, <laughs> you know, but that's the thing. You're not like sitting here. Oh, I hate all of these other things. Look at how cool I am. It's just, no, I like that to make you like. cool. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like there's a false sense, you know, in, in life that doing all of that and, and being this negative, awful human makes you cool. And that's not true. No, it's, it's exhausting. Not. It's exhausting. It's tiring to be sad and angry all the time, guys. <laughs> It is. I think people take it as a mark of uh, their knowledge, you know, of the things that they don't like, the things, you know, they've been watching a long time. And I think, you know, there's, there's absolutely room for knowledge. I mean, that's what we're all about is sharing the knowledge of a promotion to someone else to answer questions or, you know, with New Japan, maybe there's a new viewer and they're like, what's up with Tanahashi? And you're like, oh my God, God. all about Tanahashi, you know, (laughs) that's a great thing. But um, but that knowledge doesn't need to be propped up by cynicism all the time. You know, there's room for happiness, too. There is room for happiness, too. And that's the beauty of what wrestling can be, right? There is literally something for everyone. If you want to see a man with a colorful coat and a cat, you can hang out with New Japan and Hiromu. If you want someone who's big, beefy, going to just knock you out, you could check out Brian Cage and AEW. If you want deathmatch glory and a different kind of boy, you can hang with Jimmy Lloyd. If you want some fabulous, strong, female-led wrestling, you can check out Thunder Rosa. There's literally anything that you want, you can find in wrestling. That's the beauty. I, I know we've we've all been uh, on the Hamilton kick as it's come out on the third, um, which is just gloriousness. And there's this one line in the song that, that I always say, and, and it's when Aaron Burr at the end says... I know um, I was too young and blind to see that the world was wide enough for both Hamilton and me, right? The world is wide enough for us as content creators and for us as fans. It's a big, wide space we have. And you can hang out in your corner and in your little bubble and have a great time and interact with other people's bubbles and everything's cool. You know, you can have things that you like without discrediting other people. And I feel like that's a conversation that needs to be put to the forefront more. How can we collectively come together as wrestling fans to just do do better with that? And and I think, you know, we, we've talked about different ways that we can do it. And, and I think it just needs to happen more and more, you know, whether that be on Twitter, within Twitter threads, <laughs> when, when we're adding people, when we're in DMs, when we're in group chats or whatever it is, I think we can just do better. And to put the showcase and spotlight on those who are doing those things as well. So Ashley, did you have anything else that you wanted to bring to us and chat about? Let's see. My my biggest thing was that Sunny Kiss tweet. I've, I've been thinking about it since he tweeted it. And I, cause I just thought it was so perfect. Yeah, um, it was perfect. I just, I think, you know, really the biggest thing is communication and education. Just, we have to 
keep talking about the things even though they're uncomfortable because if, mm-hmm. if you sit in silence you don't know that there's a problem and also just understanding everyone's perspective um putting trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes even if you don't agree with them even if they may be wrong just tr- i always try to understand where someone is coming from because you how else are you supposed to make changes? Like going back to what AEW is doing with, with Jimmy Havoc and Sammy Guevara, just kind of trying to get a perspective shift. Um, I think that can help us understand each other in, in a better manner. Again, whether someone's right or wrong, just opening our eyes, being open-minded, taking in these perspectives and trying to grow together. I think that's really important and responsible. Uh, and, and things that we definitely can do to grow and, and be better as creators, as fans, as wrestlers, as people who work backstage, as HR, no matter what it is, owners, right? There's a way that, that we can all do that. Amy, anything else that you wanted to bring? I think it's really just boils down to respect, you know, mm. like just respect each other as human beings. Remember that there's a person that you're talking to treat, you know, if you're online, talk to them like you would in real life face to face, because you're not going to yell at somebody. You're not going to walk up and be like, Oh my God, you suck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you are, but ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, if you are, then I don't really want to hang out with you anyway. So, <laughs> you know, talk to people as if you would like to be talked to treat people with kindness, treat people with, with respect and with regards to speaking out, you know, when we talk about um, companies and promotions and what they're doing to make a positive change, let's make sure we bring that back to speaking out too. the reason why it started. Don't let these improvements exist in a vacuum because Mm -hmm. without the context of why they're important, we lose sight of, of what really matters there. And on that note, I really want to put out mission pro wrestling, um, Thunder Rosa's all women's promotion. They're at on Twitter is at Mission Pro Rest One, and they're going to have a show in September, September 18th. They don't have the card yet. They're still putting that together. And then Gentleman Jervis also has a show um, that he's putting together where the proceeds are going to go to charity. And before that show, every wrestler who's participating in it is going to go through sensitivity training as well. So even just in the couple of weeks since the speaking out movement has happened, we're already starting to see tangible improvements in how people are thinking about how they treat each other as co-workers in the wrestling industry and how they treat fans. And hopefully we start thinking about how we as fans treat wrestlers too. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you highlighted those as well. I'd also like to throw out there, not necessarily in the speaking out movement, but um, the Black Wrestlers Matter show is coming out August 22nd. That is another great thing um, that uh, is going to be an awesome show, but also for a very positive cause. Uh, So you can check that out at BWMDSM on Twitter. They have a great stuff uh, going on as well. Um, You know, I think the thing is, is to look out for those promotions who are making those positive steps, follow those wrestlers who are uh, speaking up and speaking out or both, right? Depends. Not everybody has uh, an experience to share, but they can be, uh, you know, a friend and an ally and support nonetheless. So take a look at who's doing that. I, I you know, I would also just like to say, be be mindful. Uh, watch. Watch who says things and watch who don't. 
You know, I think that's very important. Sometimes we aren't comfortable saying things and that's okay. But I think if we get to a point where there's just, you know, we, we cannot have this culture anymore. It cannot happen. We cannot stand for it. It's been going on and now enough is enough. And we as fans and, and the wrestlers, of course, involved uh, do not want this. So uh, pay attention to who's doing things and who's not and how they are doing it. That should inform uh, your fandom as well. And I think, you know, JBQ said something uh, earlier to me, and I'm going to quote him. I know he won't mind um, that, like, one rotten berry kind of spoils the whole harvest, right? But I think it's time we discard that or discard those (laughs) that are the rotten ones and move forward uh, to affect change because then the new yield and the new harvest will prosper. And that I think is something that's very important to remember that yes, there are bad things, but we can move forward to find the good as well. So I want to thank Ashley and Amy for joining me today for having this important conversation. I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, And Ashley, if you would please tell the people where they can find you uh, and listen to your amazing show with Rich. Thank you so much, Queenie. And Amy, it was great chatting with you, too. We are at Dojo and Dynamite on Twitter, uh, Dojo and Dynamite on Instagram. We released our most recent episode yesterday covering night one of Fighter Fest and the um, second and third rounds of the New Japan Cup. We'll be back later this week covering night two of Fighter Fest and uh, Dominion and, and the New Japan Cup finals. So super excited about that. Oh my God, Dominion's coming! I know. Sorry, <laughs> <Everything> feels right. <laughs> Guys, how excited is it? Real quick, had to have New Japan back on screen. Oh my God. Oh my, I missed it so, so much. So good, I missed it so much. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley, Amy. If you would tell the people where to find you, and of course, WrestleJoy. Yes, absolutely. And Ashley, it was lovely talking to you here. You as well, Queen. Thank you so much for having me. You can find me on Twitter at Phoenix AEW. Same with Instagram. And uh, you can find WrestleJoy at WrestleJoy or go to WrestleJoy.com where we cover um, the joy of wrestling across all promotions, whether it's Indies, New Japan, AEW, WWE. We got all of it. So there's podcasts, there's articles, interviews, and more. And it's a lot of fun. Come check us out. It's so much fun. Ladies, thank you again for joining me in this important conversation. Everyone who's listening, let's do our part to make our wrestling Twitter, wrestling podcasting, wrestling content creation, going to wrestling shows the best it can be from our end. We can do only control what we can control. So let's do that. And of course, enjoy the rest of your day and continue to be kind to one another. 